Welcome everybody. It's Terror and Tacos. Woo. I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And man, we say this every week, but we're always like, we're back. Yeah. And then we kind of go away. Yeah. It's not that we don't love it or love you. No, it's been, I mean. It's a whirlwind, Michael. It's a whirlwind, Michael. yeah. It's been a uh, whirlwind. This really is the first. It's break. crazy. It's the first break we've had. We uh, are not finished the movie. But right. But, dude, we are finished. We're almost finished. Yeah, I mean, we wrapped. We've got the bulk of the thing and all, like, the big stuff except for two big, big scenes. And one of those we're knocking out next week. So, like, Mm -hmm. we really are down to, like, three or four pickup days. Yeah. Um, But we just did the huge chunk of it, which was awesome. Right. We met so many cool people. people And, 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 oh, man. I feel like I've. But I kind of feel like I've been in a cave. Yeah. Uh, like, just we just sort of started hanging, like, oh, we yeah. can go out at night. Right, and, yeah. A uh, wonderful cave. A wonderful cave, yeah. A, a wonderful cave filled with magical wonderful people creatures. And incredible people. Yeah, yeah. it's been It's, it's been, been awesome. super fun. Uh, we, we're talking about Final Dress, our uh, horror movie that we've been working on forever, and it's finally coming to fruition. And you'll hear more about, because you know, yeah. it takes money to make a movie. And we're going to need more and we're going to need more money. Got to edit that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so that's what we've been up to. Yeah. We, um, we popped in for a quick review of Mids- Midsommar. Midsommar, which we both loved. Loved. And now we're back, like, with a normal just episode. Right. And we, were, we had talked about Pet Cemetery, but we can save that for another day. I think it's because whenever we did have a chance to just kind of go away from each other and be at home, all I did was, like, watch movies. Me too. Like always. Yeah. And so we decided we would talk about... First, we decided we would talk about movies that we just kind of like watched, watched while, a, we were, while we were filming, while we were on break yeah, or, or filming, filming or whatever. And then we both we both watched this movie. Yeah, and, and thought, it's one of it's our time. favorites. It's, it's time. time. It's come up before. Right. So before we even say what movie we're going to talk about, let's talk about the tacos yeah. that we ate because. It's related. It's thematic. Uh, we so, went to man, yeah. you. You said you had seen this place, like, even when you texted me, you're like, I don't know how I've never seen this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. It's on Ross Street. It's called La Victoria mm-hmm. Mexican Restaurant. It looks like an old-timey diner. Yeah, it looks like the building's been there for, like, forever. 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 And when you stop and look at it, like, the signage looks like it's been there forever. Right. But I'm like, how did I never... Like have Did I never, never uh, yeah? Seen this how have I never before? seen this before? Have I never seen this before? And <laughs> is it old or is, is it, it new? And yeah. because of all the gentrification that's happening on Ross, yeah. sort of downtown, I thought, oh, maybe they're doing a thing, right? Like, like they're doing like, <laughs> like, <laughs> look at the old school place. Look at the old school Mexican yeah. restaurant run by teenage hipsters, and right? it's buy a fourteen dollar taco, right? But it is not that. It is not. Uh, it's called La Victoria. Um, man, some of the stuff they had in there was legit. Dude, I mean... The tacos are delicious. The tacos are delicious, but, like, if I walk in and there's a portrait of Jesus and a picture of some nuns, I feel pretty good about it. I things. feel pretty good about it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a beautiful portrait of Jesus, and it says there's a sign above it that says, pay right here. Yes. And it's pointing to Jesus. Yeah. You know, they think they're being clever. But then, like, right behind the counter, there's, like, a group photo of, of nuns. nuns just of, like, old school nuns, old school too, nuns. and, like, the old long black habits yeah. and all that stuff. I was like, we felt pretty good yeah. about getting our food there. You had tacos. Yeah, I had one uh, chicken on flour and one beef on corn, and they were, man, they were both really good. Yeah, I had a gordita uh, with beef fajitas and cheese, but they also put refried beans in there mm-hmm. which is incredible and it was really delicious really the salsa was great the salsa was great it was cheap uh, tacos were like two dollars each the gorditas yeah. were like two seventy five, um, and it's a nice big meal and it's a little restaurant you can take out you can eat there there's right. only a few tables and they're only open Don't for breakfast and lunch breakfast and lunch yeah uh, and it was run by some very nice ladies yeah it seemed like a very nice place very clean off of Ross and La clearly clearly fluent in both Spanish and English right because uh, she had no problems flipping back and forth between talking right. to you and talking to me. Right. Um, also, port, I mean, group photo of nuns. So. Group photo of nuns. <laughs> and also, like, I read earlier today that the guy who owns Fuzzy's Tacos mm-hmm. is putting all of his financial support behind Donald Trump. 
Come on, man. Really? So I'm gonna, I don't know about you, Michael, but I'm going to take a stance right here on our podcast called Terror and Tacos. Uh-huh. That I'm just never going to eat Fuzzy's Tacos No, anymore. I didn't know I'm that. Not, I mean, they were stupid fake-ass tacos anyway. Anyway, boom. Suck it, Fuzzy. Suck it. Don't go to Fuzzy's. Go we, to La Victoria. We, go to La Victoria. Support taquerias that are run by immigrants. Yeah. By real Mexican people. Also because the food is awesome. And the food's better. <laughs> like, the food is much better. So what are you it's doing? Way cheaper. What are you doing going to Rusty Taco or Fuzzy's Taco? You don't need taco to spend fourteen dollars. You don't. You don't. Um, all right. So all right. speaking of a place that we thought might be old. Might be old or might be new. We had no idea. We had no idea. Um, let's talk about House of the Devil. Oh my God, House of the Devil. House of the Devil by Ty West. Ty West, who wrote it, directed it, edited it. Did yeah, and has is responsible for two of my favorite. Me too. Horror movie, House of the Devil being one, the innkeepers and the innkeepers being the other. Being the other. Um, How does he do it, man? There's it's so simple. He. And, Elegant, yeah. He he does this. The you know he he uh, suspense is the thing that he uses brilliantly. Sets you up for for eighty minutes, seventy minutes in both movies. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't know the actual time. It's about eighty minutes. Eighty-two minutes. Really great stuff, and then. 10 to 20 minutes of pure fucking of pure terror. fucking terror. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, they're both structured in a mm-hmm. similar way. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know House of the Devil, it came out in 2009, right? Yes. You and I, I think, both had a similar experience. Uh, I first saw it randomly. It was on Halloween, on a Halloween night. It might have been in 2009. We might have seen it at the same time. I don't know. And it was on like MTV or or something. something. And Aspen and I kind of like stumbled on it and spent quite a bit of time trying to figure out what it was Mm -hmm. because we both believed fully that it was an 80s horror movie. Right. And we were like, to the point where you're convincing yourself you've seen it. Right. Uh, And then you pointed out, you figured out it wasn't because... Because I saw Dee Wallace. Right. And I thought... Oh, she shouldn't be this old. She shouldn't be this old. (laughs) But I had the same experience. It was on TV. I had, I turned on the TV. Maybe it was MTV. I don't know. Um, It was something odd. It was something weird. And, and I thought, how have I, wait, which one is this? Right. How have I missed this? Which one is this one? And, and then I, I really took a look at Dee Wallace and she seemed older. Right. And Dee Wallace, who's like scream queen from the eighties. Yeah. And is in E.T. and stuff. Yeah. And all that stuff. She plays the mom in E.T. Um, and I thought. Oh, this is a really good fake. This is a really, really, really good fake. Yeah, I mean... I mean, down to, like, the theme music. I think I texted you the other day where the theme music is, is like, every early's The Cars song. <laughs> and you're, that you're waiting to start. Yeah. Like, I was... I, I keep waiting for the whole credits to hear Benjamin Orr sing It's All Mixed yeah, Up. Yeah, and I've actually been humming The Cars a lot, I think, since you texted me that. So, for those of you who don't know, one, you should really go see House of the Devil. Um, it's, it's... I fucking love it. But it is one of the most impeccably styled designed movies I've ever seen. Right. And it's not like, oh, it's a period piece in the 80s. No. You th- you think you're, you're watching, watching an 80s, 80s movie. movie. And it's so it's it's obviously it's like the it's the design, it's the the art direction, all of those things. But then it's also the way West is shooting it. Right. Even the fact that it's grainy. Right. For, you know, so it looks like you're watching an older movie. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know I, either. You know, but and because we've had this experience these past few weeks of, of now making a film, and the fact that we're so low budget, like we don't even have a fraction of the budget that Ty West had for this low, low budget, budget movie, movie, which you said was like nine hundred, nine hundred thousand. I know. So don't have a fit. No. Um, and because we don't have, I mean, I. We are the art department. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the art department. Michael's the art department. Sure. Brandon Potter, our other yeah. friend. We're art department. Our hair and makeup genius, is Liz also, Martin, would is, jump in. Would and, jump in yeah. as art department. Um, and 
it's very important. It's, yes. it's incredibly important. Yeah. And you don't really know that until you're actually in the trenches. And so after watching this film I, again for I don't know how many times, I was like, I, we got to give a shout out. We always give a shout out to directors right. and actors. But and this art department. This art department. So Jade Healy is the production designer. And in case you don't know, like the production designer is responsible for the overall look of the film. Um but the art direction is someone named Chris Trujillo, mm-hmm. and he's known for Honeymoon, which I love, yeah. uh, Kiss of the Damned, uh-huh. and Stranger Things. I mean, that's... Yeah, just, once I looked him up yeah. and it said Stranger Things, I was like, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy knows his shit. And knows the 80s. Yeah. Good God. And so the art direction, or the art director, or the art department, they're responsible for unifying the whole vision of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they they even have some say in the kind of like uh, what they call motion, which is like the graphics that are yes. used in the film and, and any kind of movement in the film. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out to them because they are the people responsible for like us going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, I think that's there's even a different like obviously like I love Stranger Things um, and and it's 80s-ness is beautiful and amazing right but it's like used so clearly to like evoke nostalgia or, right. or to evince nostalgia whatever the fucking word is this, this is not this is not that this is like you, it will trick you yeah you think you're watching a movie yeah. from the 80s and at the time it stars it was Jocelyn Don, Donahue, Donahue and Greta Gerwig. Greta this Gerwig. is sort of before Greta Gerwig became a director became herself. A, yeah, and now Greta Gerwig's famous and right. like made Lady Bird and shit, right? right? Um, but she was relatively you newish. Most, yeah, you would most people would not have recognized she, her. She, you, she's known for a lot of like being in a lot of like those mumble, mumblecore, mumblecore mumble, yeah, films. Sure. Yeah, um, but the. General audience wouldn't, and also the way she's stopped. I mean, she looks like it's 1980, whatever. Yeah. And that's another thing they did is that it, it's it's the thing I love about it. And they, they do this in Stranger Things some too, but it's like actual 80s clothes, right? Not the like bizarro day glow, day glow, Debbie yeah. Gibson. Like not everybody dressed like <laughs> Debbie Gibson. It would have been really weird. It would have been really like yeah, Debbie exactly. Gibson. It would have been super weird if everyone dressed yeah. like Debbie Gibson in the in the 80s. Yeah, and it, and just uh, like even now, it's like we don't all dress like Jack White. Like that right. would be strange. We're not rock stars, right? You exactly. Know? And the the that's so funny. <laughs> It's true because everybody has this idea that it's Debbie Gibson or that it's, you know, the Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go video by Wham, that everybody in the 80s was dressed in day-glow bracelets or, or Madonna. Like, or like giant white suits. Right, exactly. <laughs> or like everyone wore a big t-shirt that said, choose sex or something like that. Not everybody did that. Okay, I admit, I did have a shirt that said, choose sex I would on it. So. And I was, I was sent home several times to change. My shirt. I bet you were. Um, oh, that's. But fantastic. not everyone wore that. Right, not right. everybody wore a red pork pie hat, right. Michael. Not everybody's ducky <laughs> from Sixteen Candles. Nor, nor can they. Be. Oh, nor can they be. Um, so um, this is like this looks. Some I mean, people are Barb from Stranger. Some Things. people are Barb, and I actually that's a great reference because Barb to me is like quintessential. Yes, and like looks like a real. Uh, and you know, you even know, though eighties like, kid. Uh, what's her name? Donahue, what's her first name? I can't remember. Jocelyn. Oh, Jocelyn Donahue and Greta Gerwig. They're both lovely. They're both beautiful girls. Mm-hmm. But they have they I I don't even know if this is a thing. They have like an 80s no, I, aesthetic. They, like they're not beautiful like like even Amanda Seyfried is Right, it's or, just a different it's like a different look. You know, that that period in time, we talked about it right now when yeah. we were getting tacos. Um she she has like she's reminiscent of of Margot Kidder yeah. or and Karen for me, Allen. She reminded me of Karen Allen yeah. the first time. There was a time there in the eighties when the the, the doe-eyed brunettes was like that was, was like that, that was the thing. thing and the you know the 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 Dee wallaces and the nancy allens were like the bitches the blonde girls were. right and it's it's like and even if you go i mean different but halloween it's like um oh god what's the blonde you know the blonde her blonde friend is like the oh the, the pj souls pj souls thank yeah. you like kind of like 
the, the, slutty? the slutty one. You yeah. can say slut. We yeah. say slut on Boom. this show. Hashtag we say we slut. We are not slut shaming anything. But we we don't slut shame people or curtains or tables <laughs> or, or anything. Or anything. But I like, like slut. That was like sort of the thing, right? Right. And um, yeah, j- and also like uh, Jocelyn Donahue. I mean, it all works out because she's also she plays young Barbara Hershey. Oh yeah. In Insidious Two, which right, <laughs> which you is listen, yeah. you know, is one of my favorite movies. Right. Is that that's that's not no that's James Wan. That's James Wan. James Wan. Yeah. Yeah. And um, to me, like Wan and James Wan and Ty West, like there's two of my favorites. Yeah, they're two of my favorites. They were coming up at the same time, and now they're like. Yeah, blowing up. James Wan says he's coming back. To I know. I'm excited. super excited. So we should. We've now that we've we set talked up, about the artwork and all that kind of stuff. The the movie also plays on. The, the satanic panic of the 1980s, right? Yes. Would you like to know some things about this? I would, Christy, what please. What is the satanic panic of the 1980s? Well, children. Well, children, there is a thing called SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse. Um, and it's not exclusive to the 80s, Michael. It's something that's been happening all throughout time. Mm-hmm. It's just that the closest thing that we have, or maybe not anymore, I mean, now we're going through like some other kind of like moral panic right, sure. in our time. But in the 80s, the moral panic was Satanism uh-huh. and sat- Satanic cults and the, the abuse of children. Yeah. And according to Wikipedia, there are five factors that led up to the 80s moral panic. Uh-huh. And right. that was fundamentalist Christianity became a big thing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, the political organization of the moral majority was like a big thing. Oh, fucking A. Yeah. The rise of the anti-cult movement. You uh-huh. know, we were coming out of the 70s, and you know, what's-his-name, Charles Manson, was like, had been a big thing and yeah. all that stuff. Um, the appearance of uh, the Church of Satan as a prominent organization. Like, and, publicly. Yeah, publicly mm-hmm. saying, we are the Church of Satan, right? Uh, and other explicitly satanic or Satanist groups. And also the development of CPS, the Child Protection Services. Really? Yeah, the I did not know that. Yeah, okay. the, if, you, if it's... It's hard to believe that up until the 80s... There was no CPS. The, well, there was there was social workers, but there really wasn't like a specialized branch for kids. And that the systemic sexual abuse of children was not really considered a crime. Oh, like, God. that wasn't really like a thing that people thought... I mean, everybody just kind of felt like, well, that's none of my business. Right. You know? Um, Which is how we... Get to where we are right, with like exactly. the Catholic Church today. And exactly, stuff. and so the CPS, the rise of the CPS, in as a social service branch independently, uh-huh. right, and their struggle to criminalize the sexual abuse of children is part of what also gave rise so, to all the satanic panic. Cool. And like that's all kind of like the learned stuff, right? That's like the the social stuff. stuff. So the fun stuff the fun is stuff about when we were kids uh-huh. and we you and I have talked I mean, we've, I think we've talked about it on the podcast and we've all like all of our friends that are our age have talked about it. Talking to like younger people is funny because they're like, what? What's the satanic panic? I mean we were we grew up very far apart, like right. on opposite sides of the state. Of the state. And we were both told very specifically there is a spot, there is an area, someplace in your where you're growing up. Usually you, a park. Usually a park. Mine or a was a park. Area. That you do not go uh-huh. because after a certain time, sundown, I guess. Right. That's when the fucking Satanists will come. Right. And they will sacrifice you. Yeah, and then sacrifice you. Right. And so all, if you ask, I guess it would be kid, like, those of us now who are, it's Gen Xers. Yeah, Gen Xers. You to, Go ask a Gen Xer. Ask a Gen Xer. Where was the satanic problem yeah. in your hometown? And, so, like, and they'll for, be like, oh, it was at Old Town Park. Yeah, for me, it was Bob Woodruff Park, which mm-hmm. divided East, it was a park that was, like, East Plano and West Plano, whatever, that doesn't matter. But it was, like, very much sort of, like, a demarcation, yeah. but it's where kids from both sides of the 
town would come hang out often together. Right. And that's where we were told. And, like, if you go to Bob Woodruff, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you, there's no way. Yeah. So where was yours? Uh, Ours was at Lake Casablanca. Mm -hmm. Like, if you went to a particular part of the, and it was just, that was just like the the kind of like the municipal lake, kind of like a White Rock Lake here. Sure. Uh, It was Lake Casablanca, and um, there was a particular part of Lake Casablanca. That's where the Satanists were. That's where the Satanists were, and it was like on the other side. Okay, so you you don't go there. So you don't go to the other side of the lake. And my husband, John, is from here, from Dallas, and for him it was the fish hatchery. By, off of White Rock. Off of White Rock Lake and Flagpole Hill. Both. Yeah, both of those. Don't go to Flagpole Hill at a certain time of night because that's where the Satanists are. And and back home in Laredo, there was also this other place. So, you know, Laredo's, like, pretty old. It, like, predates Texas being Texas. Sure. It, it's, Wait, it, it, what? Yeah. You've been It's here? hard to believe. Man. But, like, if you go to the oldest part of Laredo, it's, like, almost like you're in New Orleans. Because it's this that old. Yeah, it's, like, French colonial architecture yeah. and, like, the houses that are, that are close to the... The river, mm-hmm. um, and it's look, is it Nuevo Laredo? That's it's Nuevo Laredo's on the other side. side. Okay, but like the houses, the big houses that are close to the Rio Grande, mm-hmm. they look like the houses in, in, in the in, French Quarter. Sure, because the steamboats would come all the way down down there. there. And, yeah. So like, there's an old, old, old kind of like French colonial house that has a beautiful garden and it's in one of the oldest neighborhoods in Laredo and like to the side there's like a little atrium like a little round atrium just there and uh, that's the place also where we were like I dare you to go to to Satan the Satan church and it was like oh that little house it looks like an atrium but there's actually a statue Statue. of the devil or whatever and Max our friend Max and our executive producer of the film, Max, who grew up in Lake Highlands, which uh-huh. is in Dallas. It's, I mean, it's in Dallas yeah. proper. It's like a different neighborhood than yeah, what John Yeah, it's like south of 635, yeah. but north of Loop 12. Yeah. And so Max said there was a house in the Lake Highlands area that there was a statue, which he now recognizes was like probably like a really fucking expensive piece of art right. that they had, like a sculpture. But everyone was like, if you go over the fence, that's where the devil statue is and it'll get you. And they said they would dare each other and no one would ever like yeah. make the thing. We, like, we, yeah. So this is... We would dare each other and, and it's like, oh, go go, go, into, go the, into the... Go into the yard and go like desecrate the Satan church or whatever. Right. And now... I mean, I haven't been to Laredo in a while, but it's like the times that I have been down there and and stayed down in that part of town, you pass by that house... It's just a little greenhouse. It's just a little greenhouse. That's it. It's all it yeah, is. Yeah, that's like Max said. He's like, this guy probably had a really nice sculpture, like a bronze sculpture that he kept right. in his yard. Yeah. Um, just a little greenhouse. And but if the Satan, if Satan is in there, that's none of my business Yeah, either. man. All, like, and it's that, not good. It's, uh, it's just, it has always sort of like fascinated me because it is one of those things that was able to spread. I mean, to the point where... You, you still, like, at least, I guess the generate like, our parents, maybe my parents and your older siblings. Yeah. Some of them still need convincing that it wasn't right, real. Right, that it wasn't real. Well, I'll tell you, and this is one of the other things that helped the whole phenomenon spread, was in 1980, this guy named Lawrence Pazder, who was a psychologist, psychiatrist, psychologist, Canadian, wrote a book called Michelle Remembers. Yes. Oh, my God, right. yes. And Michelle Smith was his patient, who later became his wife which that's kind of sketchy. yeah that's that's a little sketch I feel like there are probably rules against that right whatever so he wrote this book about Michelle Smith uh, at the time she was not his wife once she was one of his patients where she remembered yes things that had been done to her as a child or as a teenager late 70s early 80s and or late 70s because the book was released in the 80s um And, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. We talked about this when we did session nine. Yeah. Where there was that kind there was this new psychology thing that everybody was doing, which was kind of like memory recall. Yeah. Regression and things like that. Yeah. Memory regression, whatever. And, uh, then, then it's, that's been proven wrong. Yeah. It's been disputed and it's like, it's It's not real. No. And like it, it, 
that that's the thing and I, this might be this book or a book similar because they talk about it in, in this um, documentary that I watched about this nun that was murdered anyway that's that's a really fucking depressing documentary mm-hmm. I don't need to get into that but they bring up a book it might actually be this book or, or a different one where, where a woman through hypnotic oh, the, regression the, the secret keeper yes they're talking about this book where a woman through hypnotic regression remembers these being raped uh-huh. in these satanist yeah these satanic rituals right. and then it turns out the girl was a virgin yeah I mean and the MD is like that's not it's not possible, possible. like it's not she's possible. she's still a virgin right um and so it's so it's weird it's so weird and like, like how, how like how do you, what I mean and what is it is it like like our minds are so susceptible to suggestion yeah. right and, and man do you also remember like when we were younger do you remember uh, and I know this is still a thing but like there was like Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael and so they would all do these these, like satanic panic panic specials and they would have these guests yes and it would be like so just clear I mean now but even at the time you're like this is so sensationalist I feel like the kids figured out it was bullshit long before the parents did I think so too because we would do shit like we would go to, especially when I got older, like a little old, when I was like 12 or 13, and for teenager or whatever, we would go to Bob Woodruff, and this was like 88, 89 right. when I was 14. And I'd be like, this is like, we're just sure. fucking throwing I mean, a baseball. I no one's bothering to us. To us, it was titillating for a different reason. Uh-huh. I mean, I think to us, it was like, ooh, let's go to Lake Casablanca, go with your boyfriend. Sure. Right? And of like, course. you go in a group and everybody's got their kind of like makeup buddy or and whatever. You're scared, so and you gotta make scared, out. scared, so you gotta stay close. And <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're a teenager, and being a teenager is both. Erotically charged and terrifying. All at the same time. All at the same time. It's like a horror movie. It is like a horror movie. And so you go to the Satan place Uh because it's scary and you get to hold on to your boyfriend or girlfriend and then you inevitably make out. Make out. And at the same time, you're also doing something you've been told not to. Right. Which is like, of course. Right. But also not that bad. Like you're not robbing anyone. You're not hurting anybody. So it was a fun thing to do. We made out in the 80s. Yeah, y'all. I know you guys don't do that Hashtag anymore. we made out. Hashtag um, we were sluts. Uh, <laughs> but not shamed. But not shamed. I'm not ashamed. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's always been one of those, like, fascinating fucking things yeah. to me. And that, like, again, like, I guess any urban legend. But this was yeah. beyond... This was beyond, like, the typical urban legend that we might share. Right. Well, I because mean, like, it was on the news, dude. It was on the news. It was on the news. And people were... My mother was freaked of out course, by it. so my was mine. My mother was fucking... Fr- especially if you were brought up Catholic. Yeah, oh, my, my God, God, dude. Forget it. That's, and the priests yeah, talk about it. And, of course, it, they're going to come for you. Not, oh, yeah, of course. Because you're a good Catholic kid. Right. But, you know, throughout history, like, the blood libel against the Jews in the 30s and, like, the... Uh, all the way back to Roman times, early persecution of Christians, or like witch hunts of the 1600s. Yeah, it must have been kind of the same. Spanish thing, Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition, but with no CNN. You know right. what I mean? But it's like Im- I. It makes me wonder because you were <laughs> no just saying, CNN. like yeah. for us. As kids, you know, we talk about, we figured out it was bullshit way before, and uh-huh. we were out at the parks doing sure. crazy shit. Yeah. So it just makes me wonder, like, like the witch hunts in the 1600s, if there were people who were like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's go. Let's go let's see go where see. the witch is. Yeah, I wonder, like, it's, it's... It's exciting. It's exciting, and yeah, especially as a kid, like... You know, he was looking for something fun or exciting to do. to do. Yeah, to not yeah. be bored, you know? So, back to this movie. Back to this movie that we I know love. that, like, we went on a tangent, but it's because it brings up all of these things. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it traffics in the satanic panic of the 80s. Yes, and it, it does it so well. Perfectly. And it sets up her character, Samantha, perfectly as the perfect victim yes. of one of these satanic, satanic rituals. And, 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 we, and we, he doesn't do it. He does it so cleverly the way he... Yeah. And it's so... Um, he... This is the thing. And he does it in Innkeepers as well. And again, I, I know I've brought... Like, Innkeepers is is one of my favorite horror movies They're of all perfect, time. I mean, man. I, and this is... I mean, look, y'all. You're not going to be scared no. until... Until the last 20, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. And there's, there's one moment... 
Prime. midway yeah. that is like, oh shit. Oh fuck. Um, but but that's not what West does. No. Like West, Ty West, like at least in in these two movies, I haven't seen. I think he made the Burrowers, which I have not seen. It's so good. Is it? I got. I'm oh, sure. I love it. Is uh, he it sets up? There's uh, you know something's coming. Yeah. yeah. But at there's the no same, question. There's no. But at the same time, it's like also. Enter, like entertaining to uh-huh. watch. Like I love yeah, the innkeepers. It's in, it's in the waiting, not yes. in the happening. It's in the waiting. That's great. That's a great way to say it. it's in the waiting, not in the happening. And he's really good with like in the innkeepers, the two main characters, yeah. and then like the two teenage girls. Just as a movie, like dealing with teenage girl bullshit, you're like. Right. Man, she has a shitty roommate in college. Right. Like, you learn everything, everything you, you need know. to know about the for, for the movie about the character through really smart storytelling. Yeah, you're not hit over the head. No, with anything, and you like both of them. You like both of them. Like from they're from so go. Relatable. Yeah, they're so relatable, and like they clearly are really also really good friends mm-hmm. who care about each other. I mean, at one point, Greta Gerwig's character is like. Man, I can. If you I'll need money, I'll ask my dad. So the thing is, is, is Samantha, um, Jocelyn Donahue. Jocelyn Donahue. She's this college sophomore. Mm-hmm. She lives in the dorms, right? And she's a she shitty ha- fucking she's roommate. A shitty fucking roommate. Yeah. So the movie opens with her looking at this apartment, and even the opening. Oh my god, it's just so great. <laughs> she's looking at this apartment. Dee Wallace is the landlady, and Dee Wallace says, "I get a good feeling about you." You remind me of my daughter. You remind me of my daughter, yeah. which is perfect. Um, I'll give you the apartment. Yeah. And so she's like, just give me the first month's rent. You don't have to worry about the deposit, blah, 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 blah. Well, the thing is, is that she didn't have any money. Right. But she wants the apartment because her roommate's shitty. Yeah. And so she goes back to her dorm. And so it immediately sets up the thing of like, I need to make $300. Also, remember the days when you only paid $300? Oh, my God, rent? dude. And yeah. I remember. I, yeah. I, you know, when I first moved to Dallas, I my rent for a one-bedroom efficiency was 370 Dude, even when I lived in Austin, which was this would never happen now. At my first apartment, which was a pretty big one bedroom, was five eighty. Oh my god, <laughs> mine was three seventy. All bills paid. Boom, done, done, done. man. Anyway, so, whatever. So, again, yeah. so we set up again to me like the what most effective horror movies. A lot of effective horror movies. She is desperate. She's desperate. So she's going to do something she wouldn't or shouldn't do. Right. Would normally do and should right. probably shouldn't do. It also sets up the fact that she. She's a virgin, which is important, uh-huh. but it doesn't do it by smacking you over the head. No. So she basically goes back to her dorm room. There's a sock on the doorknob uh-huh. of, her, of her room, which I guess means we're fucking or whatever. Yeah, don't come in. Don't come in. And she knocks on the door and she goes, come on, Amanda, it's daytime, right? Yeah. And her her roommate's fucking her boyfriend. Um, so you immediately know this is a girl who is still a, a young girl. And yeah. Is, She's not interested in that. She just wants to study. She needs to study, man. She needs to study. She needs a quiet place to study. Yeah. And so she's going to do something desperate to get this apartment. Yeah. Then they're eating pizza. And they're eating pizza, and something's weird with the pizza. But again, again, you don't. You you wouldn't even think about it if you haven't seen the movie before. You wouldn't even think about it. Right. One of them just goes, "This pizza tastes bad." And Greta Gerwig's like, she clearly has money, or she Uh comes from a family with money, Um, and she says, "I'll ask my dad." And and. Sam's like, no, man, you can't do that. Like, and she's like, he didn't care, really. Yeah, and so she finds there's an ad, like an ad. There's you like know, a, like by the student center. Yeah, that, that someone needs a babysitter, and she's like, this is I can make some money babysitting. Right. She calls the dude's kind of like, I'll weird. come meet you. It's kind of weird, and he then he never, doesn't show yeah. up. And then what happens is Greta Gerwig, her friend, has is pissed at this guy that they don't even know. So she takes down all of his all the signs. Ads. Yeah. So Jocelyn Donahue is the only One phone number called. he calls. Yeah. Right. And so eventually he hires her, and immediately Greta Gerwig's like, "This is weird. this is weird." Um, she goes, I'll take you there. I'll and it, and if it's weird, you're not staying. You're not staying. And then even when they get there, she's like, I'm going to stay with you. Mm-hmm. And even when it's like, she's like, I'm not, not taking your money. I don't want half your money. Like, you, yeah, you she's like being a good she's friend. She's being a good friend. She's like, even if it's, even if I won't take your money, I'm just going to stay with you. I'm yeah. going to hang out with you so that, but, so that you're good. Yeah. And, and they get there. 
And then... Of course, it is a giant, giant Victorian, Victorian mansion by a cemetery. Yes, of course. And Tom Noonan answers the door. And Tom Noonan, who must be the tallest... I think he... I looked at I think he's 6'5". He's, he's very tall. Which is... 6'5 is beyond normal tall. Yes. Like once you get to like 6'4 and then 6'5 like, is like... like a giant. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a giant. And if you don't know, Tom Noonan is... Uh, he plays Francis Dollarhide in Manhunter. Uh-huh. Um, in the, Mike, the Michael Mann um, Manhunter film he plays serial killer and he's just a good actor yeah he's been in a ton of things he's been in a ton of things and but he is so physically imposing right he doesn't have to do anything like he's even real soft spoken and I think that's the combination of that is terrifying yeah is that he is so physically imposing he knows he's physically imposing so then he is soft spoken and if he raises his voice he immediately apologizes because he knows yeah I'm a giant and I might have frightened right, you like tiny, tiny tiny little girl human um, or like any physical he's very calm uh huh but any kind of like fit like like quick physical thing that he does is immediately like right because this dude could destroy he's gonna crush me and and it's like and by this time I mean Tom Noonan's an older man man. he's an old man and he's still physically he still could be like he's just that large yeah um but it's and then the huge tour the twist or whatever comes I guess and he says look I wasn't honest with you right and you're like oh Oh, shit here it comes it's not a babysitting job. It's just my wife's mother is elderly. She's not even going to probably... You're not even going to see her. You're not going to see her. But it just for my wife's peace of mind, can you just right. stay? And she says, I, I, I don't have experience with this. I don't feel good about this. Yeah. And he's like so desperate. Yeah. He's so desperate. He's like, listen, nobody, nobody with all the crazy shit that's going on in the news. Right. Nobody is interested in babysitting jobs anymore, and especially the elderly. So I'll double your. Yeah. Immediately, in one fell swoop, she has the opportunity to make all the money she needs. And more. Yeah, and more. Oh, and, and again, sorry, we start. It's the night of an eclipse. Oh, yeah. And so he, this is under the guise of he's going to go, he and his wife are going to go. To some event. Watch, yeah, an eclipse watching event. Right. Great, why not? For which she has to wear a fur. (laughs) Right. Yeah, but okay. Um, And from there, yeah, they leave. She sends Greta Gerwig home. She's Uh like, just come pick me up at 1230 or whatever. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um... And so then you start to think, like, what's up with the old lady or what's going to happen? And I – something different than what I thought was going to happen happens. Yeah. Um, Me too. And so a lot of the movie is – or at least, you know, act two is is really mostly her alone – at this house. Right. Um, and the, the, the and house... And creepy shit yeah, happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the house itself, though, is kind of a character. Totally. Like, the house itself... I don't know if they found... If, if Chris Trujillo and Jade Healy and these people who are in charge of, like, the art and design Found this place. Or, or, found this place and were like, this is this it. This is it. We got to shoot this thing here. Or if they created some of it because it's so... Creepy, yeah, and beautiful. And there's like and a harpsichord, and like, yeah. yeah, there's a harpsichord. There's like a weird Mandy like bathroom, yes, on, yes, on yes, the yes, second yes, definitely. Floor. Um, yeah, and so it's act two, yeah, is is her, you know, jamming out to the best use of the fix one thing yeah. leads to another that I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Uh, also, she, you know, she's wearing a Walkman, which is like yeah. so of that time, and um. Yeah, so she's like, here I am alone in this house. There's nothing on TV. There's a lot of like creepy open kind of windows. Uh-huh. You know, she's in the middle of nowhere. She's in the middle of nowhere. It's that stuff that Ty West does so well. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to explore. And she puts on her Walkman. Uh huh. And just kind of walks around, dances around dances the house. Dances around the house to the fix. And, and she breaks a vase. Yeah. And again, you, you think, oh, you have all of the. There, he builds in these moments of like shit, and then it, and then he yeah. undercuts it, and it, it just he just builds tension and builds tension and builds tension, and I don't even really want to say how it, how it 
plays out in this. Yeah. Because it, it is pretty shocking. It's very shocking. Um, and it's the same thing he does in, in The Innkeepers. He right. builds tension. He builds tension to the point of you're like, I wonder if anything's going to... Holy fuck. Right. By the time you're going, I wonder what's going to... Ah! Yeah. You're like screaming. And, you know, there's lots of little hints throughout her in the second act kind of like coming across things. Sure. Where she goes... Huh, that's huh, weird. That's weird. That's weird. Or, or she, she yeah. said she said her furs were downstairs, and or, here's a closet full of furs. Right. Just little things like that. Yeah, or like um, weird sounds that the pipes are making uh-huh. or stuff that that you could easily go. That's it's just, an old house. It's an old house. Sure. Right? Shorter's Pizza. Yes, Shorter's Pizza. Shorter's Pizza before Shorter's Pizza before she starts dancing around the house, and then when the pizza guy find I mean you, just when you think something's about to happen you hear the knock on the door and it's the pizza guy right so she just goes and it's kind of a funny moment where she's like throws the money at him she's, grabs she's the freaked herself yeah, out she's freaked yeah. herself out so now she's sitting on the couch eating pizza right and again there's something up with the pizza like pizza just tastes weird yeah and so it's, it's all these little things that build up and build up um, there's like I said there's one sort of Really shocking moment. Shocking moment. I found it very shocking. Absolutely. The first time I saw it, it was like, what the fuck just happened? About (laughs) midway through. Right. But then the real, I mean, the the climax or whatever is late, obviously late in the movie. Yeah. Um, And so a lot of it is, is... just these scenes at the beginning with her and her friend, and then Tom Noonan comes in. And he's fu- he's fantastic. I can't talk about how I know. awesome he he's is. He's so wonderful. They, um, all, they all are. They all are. Yeah. And there's just something. That he's so unique. Mm-hmm. I think physically, but also stylistically. Right. Like no one else. You, there's no one who's like just given a Tom Noonan performance. No. Like it's just Tom. It's Noonan. just him. And I think it is that combination of him being so fit. I mean, so many Hollywood actors. Are smaller people. Yes. And so when you have someone who is 6'5", yeah. standing up against your typical Hollywood actor who is like 5'2". Yeah, I mean, and, and she's probably 5'2 or 5'3". I mean, she, They're she's, very short. short. Yeah, they're little. And, and then Starlets tend to be little. And he's just giant. He's giant. <laughs> and he's, like I said, really soft-spoken. And, and it's just unnerving. And that's the whole first, second act of the film is it's just, just unnerving. unnerving. Yeah. And, and the knowledge, the ugly feeling that this is not going to end well. And that... You don't quite know what And that it this is. is a really nice girl mm-hmm. who has done nothing bad to anyone. Right. Her friend, even though... And her friend is great, too. Yeah. Like, she's a little brassier or whatever. Right. But she's a really good friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like when you're watching Carrie, right? And you're like, this and you're fucking like, A, kill this. That bitch deserves <laughs> to, to be die. flipped over in a car. Yeah. You know? There's no, no, there's none nothing. of that. They're just two really nice, like... And I think, I think that's the thing. I think that's part of the thing is that when we were going through the satanic panic in the 80s, that was the, the, the that's big they got. fear. Yeah, right? The big fear and the thing that they put in your head was like, it could happen to anybody. Uh-huh. It could happen anytime. The sweetest happen, person yeah, in the world. It could happen yeah. anywhere. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know who is who anymore. Right. So much so that this morning, I told you as we were going to get tacos, I put the movie yeah. again just to have it in the background as I was doing research for the movie and I'm alone in my house and I hear this like and I was like fuck and you're like dude I haven't done anything to anybody Who the could this satanists be? are here the satanists are here <laughs> but you're in the you're cool with satan I'm cool with satan but still <laughs> yeah and so I went and I kind of like peeked down the stairs to our front door and I saw a really tall guy. And you're like fucking Tom Noonan fucking is at Fucking Tom house. Noonan's at my house. And I couldn't see his head because our front door has kind of a window, but it's still like it's frosty see, and obscured. Yeah. And I thought, there's no fucking way I'm opening right. the door. There's no fucking way. And, and so I kind of like hid. And he went away. And who was it? It was a Jehovah's Witness. Of course it was. Also scary. <laughs> yeah. In their own also life. terrifying in their own um, way. So it's it's yeah, yeah it, that's the thing they tell you. It can I, happen to anyone. And I think the movie mirrors that. I think that right. the, the the like weird tension of it all. You don't even have to be looking for trouble. It's gonna find it's you. It's gonna find you. Yeah. So don't go looking so for trouble. So don't go looking for trouble. Right. And I um again and this is all on top of some of the most brilliant 
art design, art direction you'll ever you'll ever see. Right. It's, we, especially we, in a in a uh, in a right. quote, low budget movie. We haven't talked a lot about the story. We've talked. We've only given like the setup, and I think it's because we both want you guys to go. Yeah, just go. You gotta go, go watch, watch it. You don't want to give anything away because it's so wonderful. It's it and it is. It's you. You watch this movie, and and like if you're any kind of like horror thriller fan throughout the ages, you just know that Ty West has been inspired by movies like Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Yeah, like seventies and 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 early early eighties. Uh, even Black Christmas. Yes, definitely. I mean, this is a totally different thing than Black Christmas, but the look of it and sure. the feel of it is in that vein. Um, there's a movie by. Robert Altman of all people called Images that yeah. is very much in this, this vein, vein. Um, Rosemary's Baby yeah um, whatever happened to Aunt Alice dude I can't believe you draw like I had not yeah. thought of that movie in forever yeah but it's very reminiscent of, of those movies that's also a movie that people need to go watch it's and Geraldine it, Page and Ruth Gordon you just gotta go watch it and it does the, it's 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 a small cast and yeah. like she carries so much of it just mm-hmm. by herself. She's fantastic. Um, yeah, go see it's it. It's a slow burn. Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, that, and so is but there's Innkeepers. No, there's nothing wrong with that, y'all. And I no. feel like this is part of like the 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 bad bad press that the movie got was kind of like well and a lot nothing, of people really loved it a lot it, of people really loved it but there were people that were like well it just takes too long nothing yeah. happens and I'm like man why why can't we sit through just listening or watching a good story being yeah told? and that's the thing even before you get to sort of the horror elements and I, I know I'm repeating myself because I said this about the innkeeper it's an in, like it's an interesting she's story a, she's a cool character she's it's an well interesting acted. person yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you want you're sitting there going like, oh, I want I, her to, I want her to get the apartment. I just apartment. wanted to get this apartment. I just yo. <laughs> wanted her to get this apartment because she's got a shitty roommate. roommate. This roommate sucks. Yeah, she's really bad. Um, so check it out. Also, uh, it's it's funny it, it, that it worked out this way. A lot of people that we worked on, a lot of the crew that worked has been working on Final Dress with us, who are amazing, worked on a movie that shot here that's mm-hmm. about to come out. I yeah. think called Satanic, Satanic Panic. Panic. Um, and I don't know. Anything about it? I don't know a lot. Jerry O'Connell is Jerry in O'Connell's it. Jerry O'Connell's in it. Um, oh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos? I think she's just Rebecca Romaine now. Oh, Rebecca now. Romaine now. Yeah. She's in it. Uh, and I, I think it's more like a comedy horror. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it seems like. Um, but it shot here in Dallas. And yeah. we at least know that's some, exciting. some awesome crew people were Yeah, that's exciting. It. But I'll tell you what, man. The Satanic Panic in the 80s was not comedy. It was not funny, y'all. It was not a serious uh, shit. And the guy from House of the Devil, who's uh-huh. the pizza delivery guy. Oh, and- yeah. Yes. Is also in it. Oh, really? Yeah. He's good in House of the Dead. Yeah, man. So. I mean, it's like, there's that one shot where she's like kind of putting things together. She's kind of putting things together, maybe. And she steps out onto the porch and there's that creepy van that's parked. Yeah, man. And it, the, all it is is a shot of this, you van. know, good times van yeah. from the 80s. But she's starting to figure things out. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great so like wonderful. that. I love Ty West. Um, mm-hmm. I love this movie. I love House of the Devil. If you like House of the Devil, even if you don't, also go watch The Innkeeper. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It's so good. It, it's I, You know, House of the Devil has become one of my staples for when we're about to go into Halloween. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect because it has that feeling of like it's just beginning to get cold. cold. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really love about it is that the, there's no one at the college. No, I actually thought I hadn't thought of that until until this time that I watched it. I love it that there's... I love... They're just these empty hallways. Right. The empty hallways, an empty campus, uh-huh. which is also, to me, reminiscent of, like, low-budget horror of the of the actual time, yeah. where it was like, we're just going to shoot at this place because it looks like a campus, but there's yeah. not actually anybody here. Also, we ain't paying these extras. Yeah, we're not paying extras. Come on now. Yeah. Um, I love that. I loved it. That and it's, it's just so... She's so So isolated. Alone. Yeah, she's completely isolated. Yeah. Uh, go see it, man. House of the Devil. Yeah. And like, if you're if you're interested, like if you're if you didn't live through it, like look at the Satanic Panic. It's really there are a lot of documentaries. Yeah, There's it's a, a, documentaries a bizarre part of our lives. Yeah. And I thought like, oh, I wonder if shit still happens like that. And then I was actually talking to Issa, um, my daughter, your Issa? daughter Issa, and like we were talking about. She asked me like, 
anyway, we're talking about like the old definition of meme. Don't worry uh-huh. about it. But I brought up Slenderman, and you know, she's like knows like where from that website that they right. were into when they were kids. Yeah. And so this is a thing where it's like we didn't have the internet to be like this is total bullshit. Right. But on the flip side, you now have like something like the Slenderman urban legend that was right. spread solely through right uh, online stuff where yeah. kids picked it there up. Was, and- there was another another uh, thing like that that recently happened and they were both so excited a few years ago because suddenly Netflix had a series but it wasn't Slenderman Channel Zero was it or what, it was the, Some, the it was like the Tooth the Monster the Tooth Monster and I yeah. don't remember what but it had come from it that had website come from they like were into the website yeah. and when they saw it it, like they were and they were already like 19 and 20 or something like that yeah but it had been something they were into as kids and they fr- they sat and binge watched the whole thing together it was such a lovely sibling moment oh that's nice um, and it was from this thing that, that now was like oh it started on it was a website called Creepypasta Lisa yeah. told me that I didn't know that because yeah. I'm old Creepypasta's weird that's what I've heard and I have <laughs> no idea what Creepypasta why it's called Creepypasta uh, and there's another one that's called like it's not chicken fingers. It's something, <laughs> it's something fingers. The finger. Does this mean are we so old now we're that old. like when your kids are like the satanic panics bullshit and we're gonna be like no, no. don't go to the park. Don't Dante. go to the park. No, it's like some finger guy, slender finger, pickle finger. I don't know. <laughs> I, like I don't know. I don't know. Go see house the uh, go, go rent house rent of the devil. House of the devil. Rent the innkeepers. Uh-huh. Watch anything that Ty West does. Uh, there's another movie. Um, on Prime right now that he did that I'm going to go watch. I think it's called I think it's Kiss of the Damned, or maybe he didn't do it. But Chris Trujillo, the art director of House of the Devil, did Kiss of the Damned. Oh, I'll so check that's, that. I'm going to go check that yeah. one out. Um, yeah, if you want, and if you want to watch movies from the actual period that inspired House of the Devil, go watch that scared Jessica to death. Um, Whatever happened to Aunt Alice, Images, Rosemary's Baby, there's so many. And uh, another movie that's kind of like has the same feeling, but at some point just kind of goes off the rails is Lords of Salem. Yes. Um, because it totally becomes... The Rob Zombie. Yeah. yeah. And towards the end of the movie, like, it becomes a Rob Zombie. <laughs> Absolutely. But leading up to that, it's got the same... Kind of vibe. Same vibe. It's so great. Yeah, what are we going to talk about next week? I don't week? know, but we are going to talk next week. We are going to talk so. next week. Maybe we should do Pet Cemetery. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I let's need do to, Pet Cemetery. I still need watch to watch it. it. I need to watch it. I'm not going to say anything until we talk about it on this show. Hey, also, there's an article about us on Theater oh Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Yeah, if you go to Theater Jones, www.theaterjones.com. <laughs> Com or org? Well, I don't know. well you'll find uh, out. You'll find out. Uh, there's there's an article about me and Mike in our podcast, and there's also, it, it kind of talks about other theater artists in Dallas. You're doing who, podcasts? We're well. doing podcasts too. Um, so, yeah, go check that out and uh, follow us on Facebook, follow us on uh, Instagram, Instagram, and also follow our movie, Final yeah. Dress. We're back. I feel. Are we really back? We're really back. I think we're really back. All right. This time. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.